Carter. Going to be a little busy with your friend Stark? If you don't mind, these surveillance reports need to be filed, and you're really so much better at that kind of thing. What kind of thing is that, Agent Thompson? The alphabet? I can teach you. Let's start with words beginning with the letter A. Hello, and welcome to Game On Girl. I'm Regina McMenemy. And this is Rhonda Oglesby. And this is episode 144, recorded on January 7th, 2015. And we're doing a headline show. So stay tuned, and thanks for choosing Game On Girl. This week, we're going to take a look at some recent headlines that got our attention, both good and bad. Uh, let's start with an article that I came across on Kotaku about League of Legends. Yeah, you forwarded that to me, and I'm not very familiar with um, League of Legends. I understand it's a really huge uh, MMORPG, correct? Yeah, it's kind of an action RPG. It's um, and it's a uh, it's it's all PvP. So you're oh, on okay. a team playing against other people, and so there's a lot of sort of social interactions that are built into League of Legends. And so, what is it that uh, Riot Games did? So, well, they've done two things. One, they've taken a very progressive and aggressive stance against people uh, behaving badly in game. Yeah, we've talked about that before, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's one one thing. This sort of is um, dovetailed to that, mm-hmm. where they've been, you know, uh, reprimanding and banning people and, you know, chat banning people and, and being, you know, like I said, very aggressive in dealing with people who are essentially trolling in the game to, to make the, you know, community responsible for its own actions. So in light of that, they have actually created um, uh, gifts that they're giving people who've played nice for 2014. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you've been good and you haven't been banned and you haven't had a chat ban and you haven't had a 14-day ban from the game, they gave you a gift. Oh, well, yeah, I know. That sounds kind of... I mean, it sounds like they're maturing their process. Exactly. Yeah, they're paying attention to and sort of picking up on, on you know, the social cues and all this kind of stuff of, you know, making it a, a, a better community. Yeah, and, you know, I, I read through some of the details. I was just looking for some of the stats on the article and um, trying to see where they were going with it because – I, I wanted to see whether or not that this was just a Band-Aid, but it's actually mm-hmm. it's something that, like you said, they're folding into um, things that they've already been working on that seems to work. Right. And they, it, it looks like that they thought very, very thoroughly about who gets these gifts, when they go out, how they're accrued, and that it doesn't become a... Um, temporary solution it it right. looks like it's going to be a long-term type thing i i think so yeah it's it seems like that's like i said going part and parcel with the you're behaving badly so we you know we're going to ban you um this is kind of right on the other side of that you're behaving well so we're going to reward you yeah I, we'll put the link up on our site so everybody can go check yeah. it out with the um what types of things that they're doing and the um, parameters around that because mm-hmm. they've, they've made it inclusive to where what they're wanting to do is to get people who are behaving badly to start behaving nicely. Exactly. So exactly. if, you know, if you've, if you've got a strike against you, you're not out. Right. And I find that very, very encouraging. So I do too. I, I it's a really nice kind of balance to take because it, it's really easy to do that knee jerk 
we're banning everybody who's bad and not acknowledge good behavior as well. Um, I don't know the psychological terms for it, but I know there's like um, there's uh, positive punishment, negative rewards and things like that. And it kind of follows in that where, oh, here you actually get to be rewarded for behaving like we want you to behave as well. Yeah. Instead of just being penalized for, you know, bad behavior. Well, there were a couple of other articles that you sent me um, about um, celebrity feminism, which we mentioned <laughs> a few times on the show. And um, yeah. these were about um, Kaylee Kuko Sweeting. She's married now. Yes. And I'm very curious to hear um, your take on the articles. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you might be. <laughs> well, let me let me explain. I'll explain the um, the articles briefly, and you correct me okay. if I, I I get it wrong. Okay. But um, Kuko Sweeting was interviewed, and she was asked, are you a feminist? And mm-hmm. she replied, no, um, is that a bad thing? And then she went on to explain it to say that um, she very much enjoyed serving her husband or waiting on her husband. And yeah, like making dinner for him mm-hmm. and being home and, you know, being with him. Yes. And... Um, the article is by uh, Sam Maggs. It's on uh, the Mary Sue and basically kind of bemoans the fact that um, Kuko Sweeting doesn't know much about feminism. Right. And that um, she doesn't see herself as a feminist or that feminism is necessary anymore. Yes. So take it away, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. I, I, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this on the show for, for our headlines discussion is I put this post up on Facebook and I had a really interesting discussion with some of my friends on Facebook about um, both, you know, one, one of my friends uh, who's another uh, PhD who teaches history and her comment was, you know, it's kind of sad that celebrities, you know, are, are going to be listened to more, are given more credence because they're celebrities. So more people are going to hear uh, Kaylee Kuko Sweeting say I'm not a feminist and they're going to hear that more than they're going to hear like me say I am a feminist just because of the volume of celebrity mm-hmm. which was an interesting comment too and so that's that's problematic I the other problem is that she doesn't really have a very good definition of feminism because like I constantly reiterate feminism is about equality and the fact that she wants to be able to, you know, be in a relationship, uh, you know, serving her husband, that's absolutely her choice. That is feminism. (laughs) The fact that she can do that and have a very successful acting career is the epitome of what feminism has been working for, essentially. So, and she does acknowledge that, you know, there are women who paved the way for her before, you know, that have done all this work. Um, but my point was that it's really interesting to have it come from a char- come from a woman who plays a character on, I'm going to say, the most successful sitcom right now. Mm-hmm. Most successful, most popular ki- sitcom, period, right now. Who doesn't have a last name. <laughs> her character doesn't have a last name. And, and it's so significant in the Big Bang Theory in particular, because of how important the names are for all the male characters. Right. Right. You don't achieve what they achieve without having your full name. Everybody else has a name. Even Zach, the guy she dated, Zach, who's been in like mm-hmm. five episodes, he has a last name. Yeah. And she is a main character, the main female character for, you know, the first, what, four seasons. She was pretty much the only, you know, main female character. 
And by the way, the other secondary characters in the early seasons all had last names as well, like Leslie Winkle and um, other characters that were female. The other female scientists, they all have last names. So it, it seems particularly ironic to me to have a woman who is portraying a character who is suffering from sexism to, to completely kind of miss it. Well, maybe she's like Cher or Madonna. <laughs> maybe she she's is. Well, <laughs> well, and that's and then, you know, and then you, you think of like phrases, right? Pretty as a penny, you know, she's she's written to be kind of that vapid, you know, shallow character and and it just seemed ironic to me that it's like oh i'm not a feminist i you know we don't really need feminism it's not really you know because her quote is it's not something i think about things are different now and i know a lot of work that paved the way for women happened before i was around i was never that feminist girl demanding equality and it's like well clearly because you're on one of the you know biggest grossing tv shows and you haven't told the writers that you need a last name (laughs) sorry no 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 (laughs) This is going to be fun. We may have to get rid of all the rest of our articles and only talk about this. That's fine. Okay, so first off, um, the, the um, Kaylee was asked the question, are you a feminist? She yes. didn't bring up the topic. Yes. yes um, and I take a different take from uh, what you said before about um, the value of what celebrities say. Um, it, it bothers me that uh, they are our spokespeople and that they get that much attention for what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wasn't saying that I think that that's true. I, I mean, I do think it's true to a degree in, in, in terms of how they're perceived. I don't like go, oh, my God, you know. No, no, no. She's, but the, She's not a feminist. I can't be a feminist, you know. No, no, no. Just the, just the idea that um, – Kaylee holds some sort of big responsibility as a celebrity to um, have um, the appropriate um, public uh, image outside of her outside of her character. And she she does, you know, I mean, as far as as PR is concerned and stuff like that, she does need to behave herself, although Lindsay Lohan is doing just fine. But um, celebrity, that's what we have made celebrities out of. In our mm-hmm. country, that's the reason why mm-hmm. scientists are not getting attention and we're not yep. heralding them as much as we are as somebody who plays a character on television. Wholeheartedly agree. But um, what what Kaylee should have done probably is just simply say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know that much about feminism. I'm not sure I can address that question. But to criticize her for not having a definition of feminism are not understanding um, mags goes on in the article to that um, she should be more aware of feminist issues. She should have an understanding of what feminism is. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I believe that each person, just because she's a woman and because she's a celebrity doesn't mean she has to have a stand on anything. I live in the South. And it can be assumed that I have a stand on um, the death penalty, on uh, gun ownership. It could be assumed that I'm a Republican, which has happened. And none of that matters. I don't have to have a stand on any of that stuff. And if that is not Kaylee's um, passion, then I don't understand why simply by the fact that she's a woman that this has to be her her, passion. her fight and her effort. Well, 
Yeah. Can I make one comment? No, please. I know. Please. I can tell you're not done. No, 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 please. <laughs> okay. No, I just want to say that I agree. I, I agree that it is unfair. Um, but it's a sexist world. And, and, and I, I can even agree that she doesn't need to take up feminism as a banner. The problem is, and, and, and that was the other, cause there's a secondary article about on, on the Mary Sue about how she apologized. Um, and the, the question that was really interesting to me at the end of that's by a different writer. It's by Alana Bennett instead of Sam Maggs. Um, the really interesting thing she poses in that is what better questions can we ask our celebrities instead of are you a feminist? And and we have to think about the, the motivation of the interviewer asking that question because they're asking in order to get that soundbite, in order to get oh, yeah. that reactionary thing. And that's why that's why all the female celebrities are being asked that. I, I'm hoping that more male celebrities will be asked it as well. Um, not, you know, really holding out any hope that that would actually happen. Right. But um, but it would be nice if it was a question that was asked of everybody and not just female celebrities and something that, you know, equality shouldn't be shouldn't be an issue just for women. It should be an issue for everybody. Um, well, and, I don't and, think I don't think anybody should be I don't think everybody should be asked if they're if they're feminists because I think I, that's yeah. a judgmental question. I think a person should live by example, and you know by the way they act that they're a feminist. Right. I really right. don't don't give a rip if a if a guy sits on a radio show and tells me he's a feminist. I don't mm-hmm. believe it until he acts it. Uh, to right, me, it, it becomes sure. a, a label and a judgment. I've I've run into the same thing whenever I would tell anyone what my religious background was or my um, the state I came from. None of that mattered, but all of a sudden I was judged. I remember mm-hmm. one time I was listening to a particular radio show, and a coworker walked in and they looked at me and they said, "Oh, I thought you were a real artist." <laughs> Just because of the radio I listen to. Oh wow! I know it's it's the the, the conclusions that people draw right. are so the the idea unfair. that everyone needs to be asked so that they can be weighed mm-hmm. as to whether or not they number one understand feminism and are for it or not. Right. I I rather see them do something, and yeah. the yeah. full question that. Um, the Alana Bennett asked was, what's a better question we could ask our celebrities to trigger productive conversations about feminism? Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to trigger conversations with celebrities. Please don't yeah. let them talk anymore. <laughs> let them sell deodorant and cars <laughs> and, you know, footballs and, you know, well, you know, holiday I, weekends. If you I, want I can... to ask questions of celebrities that taught that where you can learn about femi- feminism, ask them what they learned from their mother. Mm. Like we talked with Sandy. Yes. Ask yeah. them about um, their role models. Mm-hmm. Ask them who they idolized when they were growing up. You don't have to right. say, what women did you idolize when you grew up? Ask right. them who right. they idolized because they may mm-hmm. have idolized a male feminist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's a great point, actually. And 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 demonstrates something beautifully, Rhonda, which which I might not even be in in your mind when you're thinking about it. But, um, you know, when I teach creative writing, I talk about show, not tell. Right. Yeah. Where you where you and that's exactly what that would do. A question like that would do. Um, unfortunately, it probably wouldn't make a headline, which is which. <laughs> Which is sadly, like I said, you know, going back to the motivation of the question asks, 
askers. Oh, yeah. To interviewers, you know, wanting to get that soundbite that goes viral that she has to apologize about later. No, um, she didn't have to apologize. I felt bad no, she, she had to apologize. She didn't. She didn't have to apologize. Um, but um, what was I going to say? I still, I, I, I will take um, and disagree with you about the responsibility that celebrities do have. Um, it would have been better if she had just said, you know, this isn't something that I can really answer. Yeah, um, I yeah, I know. I know. Um, and I agree with you on that. I just, I just, I do think it's, they are role models and they are responsible. And when you have a certain amount of notoriety, you need to be responsible for what you say and how it's interpreted because you, you know, can't be from, responsible for how people interpret what you say. No, you can't. You can't be responsible for what you say, but that's You can it. be responsible for your words, and, and, and that's what you can be responsible for. And, and like I'm always saying, again, words are very important, mm-hmm. and there are things yep. you need to pay attention to. And the more people hear your words, the more responsibility you have in what you say. So. Well, and the, instead of in, – in also, I think it's very important that you meet people where they are at. Mm. Not everyone is as evolved – and some people are evolved further than other mm-hmm. people. Sure. Kaylee may not be as evolved in regards to feminism as other women are. So mm-hmm. instead of criticizing her, what I would sit back and say, okay, she doesn't seem to have an understanding of feminism, but she does understand what she enjoys passionately as a woman but she doesn't know how to define it right and she doesn't know how to and this is using your words context right she doesn't know how to contextualize what she's trying to say not at all and and that was really that was really unfortunate yeah and and you know and like I said, you know, you can be a feminist and stay home with your family yep. and, you know, stay home and, and serve your husband and, and you do whatever it is you want to. That doesn't mean you're not a feminist. And that's that's just the most unfortunate part of it for me is that that thought that, you know, this is exclusionary. And I think I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. One of my students told me that a previous women's studies instructor told her she couldn't be a feminist because she chose to stay home with her kids. And this was a woman who had been in the armed services. Right. You know, what really? Come on, let's let's put this into context, right? So, you know, there are a lot of unfortunate sort of definitions and ideas out there. It's just. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that more than anything, especially with the examples that you gave about um, the role that she plays on the show and the the issues that we've had with the Big Bang Theory in the past as far as Mm -hmm. sex and sexism is concerned is is yeah still perpetuated yeah um, absolutely that she is operating out of ignorance and so you can't expect you, you you hope then at this point to just enlighten and you go alongside somebody you don't you don't force them into the 12th grade when they're in first right you right. know and and you know i'm hoping that just a media storm probably helped her kind of maybe I don't know I don't know if it it helped her understand you know to to the the apology and the fact that she did apologize I don't know if that came from we need to take care of this as a PR thing or if she sort of really understood how her her words were misinterpreted yeah and it's unclear from her from her apology if she did no it's not it it looks more like a PR response yeah that, that's that was my take on it was that there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of substance yeah. to apology so. and if she wants to stay out of feminist discussion that's fine with me 
That is totally fine. Yeah. I'd have no problem with that. I'd have no problem if all the celebrity, you know, feminists or all the celebrities who get asked that question to step out of the conversation. Yeah. You know, I'm not in this, you know, unless you're Emma Watson, who is talking at the, yep. you know, UN for feminism. If yep. you're not comfortable answering the question, don't answer the question. Don't, yeah. you know, don't don't take this road. <laughs> it's hard. And it's hard. because well, come, to us. come on the show and talk to us. We'll tell you all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> We will teach you. We may have to talk just one at a time, but yeah, <laughs> I think it would be more fun. Um, well, on the heels of that, um, one of the things that got brought up was um, Kaylee's ignorance to um, feminist issues around the world, and right. just uh, dovetailing off of that, there was an article that came up. Um, I like bringing these this awareness up because. When you compare and when you look at um, how far we have come in America, sometimes we're we're very, very blind here as to how bad it is in other places. Absolutely. Um, India and China and, and um, Saudi Arabia and so many other places. And now Mexico, which is surprisingly the first time I, I've really heard about this. And I, I know I've been to Mexico. I know they're very, very traditional um uh, mostly steeped in Catholicism, mm-hmm. and um, in my trip down there, I had been married um, maybe four or five months, and they couldn't figure out why I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> you have a baby. You have a baby. I was like, no, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen, girls. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. there is, I forget the lady who um, who's talking about this, but there is an inordinate number of women being murdered in Mexico mm-hmm. and it's not just that they're being murdered but that the investigation and prosecution of these murders are being ignored yep um, the the statistics were that in 2012 2013 about 4,000 women were murdered mm-hmm. only 24 percent of them were investigated and only 1.6 percent of the perpetrators were sentenced. Yep. The murders are um, pretty evenly divided between um, apparently the growing and escalating drug cartels they have in Mexico yep. and simply domestic violence uh, or yep. intimate partners of, of any kind, uh, yep. familial or whatever. Um, and the attitude that this is tolerated that it's not considered a big issue, that it goes on um, without much response or uh, responsibility or accountability held to the authorities. Yeah. Um, so this is a new one. I mean, uh, um, last year we had the um, the little girls being kidnapped, sold into mm-hmm. prostitution. This is a this is a regular. This is a regular thing. Yeah. yeah. And the thing, this is Juarez we're talking about. So yeah. Um, um, and I knew I've known about this uh, for a long time. I actually wrote, read a novel at one point that was talking about and had a, a you know, that was where I, I had found, came, come to sort of see this as an, an issue. And it, it happens in um, Juarez is a, is a border town. So it's right on the border of the U.S., um, which I don't know. I, I seem to remember at the time I was reading the novel for a class where we were talking about border cultures, and I seem to remember that it wasn't just Juarez. There was another town, another city where similar things were happening, 
Yeah, um, there was. Um, they mentioned two others. Uh, only one I can remember is Chihuahua. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of other places it does happen, um, but it's been happening since 1993. Um, so we've got, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. a long, long standing um, horribleness happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see what the other city was. I mentioned the article. Don't, yeah. Um, they just say Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Um, it's devastating when you think about when you think about violence against women and you think about the st- these kinds of statistics and the you know six women a day is that's you know yeah they're calling it a, a pandemic and it's yeah unfortunate it's terrible and it, and it is horrible and this is these are you know I don't even know what more to say about it. And mm-hmm. it, it, it just mystifies me, the whole the whole idea that, you know, so few can be investigated and, and so little happens in response to it. It just, yeah, it's one of those things that completely mystifies me about the world. Well, on the heels of that, we want uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up. I, uh, we used to have a segment where we did um, commercials we haven't done yeah. gender cells in a long time yeah we haven't done the um, gender cells in a while but i saw a commercial it just really irritated me and um <laughs> i i mean it's funny Wanda, because you sent it without commentary and i was like what is she going to say about this <laughs> so you didn't you didn't see what the the gender oh no was. i thought it was I thought it was horrible, oh, but, okay. but <laughs> okay. yeah, I, I think it's really horrible. Um, uh, 1800 Tequila has got a series of commercials with Ray Liotta and mm-hmm. who would be considered a guy's guy, a dude. Mm-hmm. And that's what they are using to sell their tequila. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, in one particular commercial, and unfortunately, I forgot the name of it, I think uh, it was called Walking the Boots. The, bo- the Boots. Thank you. The Boots. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, Leota stare shames a couple mm-hmm. of guys at the bar for drinking uh, martinis, pink martinis with fruit in it. Mm-hmm. And shames them into turning in the martinis and getting a nice scorching glass of tequila on the rocks. Right. And that's what men drink. Yes, a real man's drink. So um, I just think, yeah, I just think that's really, um, and and for me, that that type of thing toward men is completely ignored. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it is just taken for granted that a man should, you know, act like a man. Right. Yeah. Well, that you know, patriarchy isn't good for men either. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, it's really not. Uh-uh. And and that's that's definitely an instance of it. They were very much, and that that was what was so hard about it. Like they were really enjoying those drinks. Like they were smiling and in, you know, having a good time. And he just looks at them, and they and they you know turn their drink. They look at the fruit, and like they turn their drinks back. And I'm just like, oh, this is so stupid. Like yeah. it was. Anyway, that's for you guys. I don't know whether you agree or not, but be sure and let me know. I just, I thought it was. You can drink whatever you want to. Sure as hell can. Yeah, it comes from someone who loves a cold beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a um, link today to probably my, definitely my highlight for the week. It might be for the month. Um, to a video that is actually a PSA that has um, been put out in Italy. And I recognized, actually, it, it looked like in the background one of the cities was Florence. 
Oh, nice. But um, what the PSA has done, and there's not a lot of explanation behind it. The the content around the article it posted, um, they didn't seem to know anything about it either. They were guessing. Yeah. But there are um, a series of young boys, ages from 7 to 11, that they are interviewing in, in, in the streets of Italy. And at one point, they well, they ask their age, their name, what they want to be when they grow up, why. And then mm-hmm. they they uh, bring in a girl. And, oh, gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, and it's so cute to see their faces when the girl walks up. They grin. Mm-hmm. They blush. Well, then the interviewer starts asking them questions about the girl. What do you like about the girl? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to say to the girl? Um, And then they start asking them to interact with the girl. (laughs) And they ask the boys, caress the girl. Caress her, yes. It's very, very sweet. um, Mm -hmm. How tentative. Touch her face and and like her arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're very sweet. And then they ask them to make faces at the girl. Very cute. They both giggle. The girl has Mm -hmm. great reactions. Yeah, she does through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. She does really well. Positive reinforcement and and responses to the guys. Um, Because obviously they're, I mean, they're very, very uncomfortable. They're very shy around the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. It's all age of discovery. That's age, yeah. Well, the very last thing the interviewer asks the boy to do is to slap the girl. And you just have to watch this video to see the way these boys react. Yeah. So you got to see the video. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, oh, absolutely. Yes, so, I what did it. you? What? How? Did, what was your reaction? How did you feel? Um, well, I had seen it. It was it was on fire yesterday on um, ah, Facebook, okay. Twitter. So it had been it had been up and about, um, and I, I thought it was great. And you know that they all just kind of look at them like no, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the idea of you know. Oh, boys are inherently, you know, violent and, you know, the violence against women is inherent in in boys. No, it's not. No. And and in addition, the the fact that the way that we treat each other Mm -hmm. is taught. Mm-hmm. Because everything, every, each reaction that those the, the boys had, they were quoting things that they had been taught. That they've been told. Yeah, I love the little boy who says, um, "You don't hit a girl even with a flower." Yes. You know, I love that. I love that. And you know, you just, yeah, it makes your heart sore for humanity, which is good because coming off of talking about Juarez makes yeah. me feel a little bit more like there's yeah. good in the world. <laughs> yeah. It, it just it, it's a beautiful example. Uh-huh. I think it's a, a a wonderful PSA, and it's I mean it's a it's a statement to parents mm-hmm. and to people who have influence over children and the things that you teach and the thing that you say. Everybody yep. knows that they repeat them and they they yep. model what we do. They do. They really do. And that reaction is is you know proof of that. Yeah. So. Yep. Very nice. I enjoyed that. I'm nice. Yeah, I'll watch it was great. I love listening yeah. to them speak Italian anyway. So yes, it's very pretty language. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have anything else in our, our headlines show? Um, I had that one other link I sent you. We can just mention really quickly, but just because I have to know about your note here. Um, so it was an article on the Mary Sue also that talked about um, there are 2,400 old DOS games you can play in your browser at the Internet Archive. Oh yeah, yeah. 
and I I popped in and I was looking through and I'm like, oh look, it's Miss Pac-Man, and um, oh look, it's the Oregon Trail, and you know just some things. And your note was, I really have no nostalgia for these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the article had nothing for me. I don't. <laughs> I am very very easy to throw out the old and go with the new. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's great. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. I was, you know, because I tried to play a couple, I tried to play Miss Pac-Man, and um, no, it was really hard. Yeah. The controls were really hard, to because you don't have a joystick like you would have, you know, you have to use yeah. the, the arrow keys. Yeah, it was a nightmare. But anyway, um, it was just funny. That that just amused me. No, I have nothing. This does nothing for me. <laughs> you can take your DOS games and suck it. I was going to let you just run the whole segment, and I was just going to sit here and nod and say, oh, but it's nice. <laughs> well, we would love to hear what you guys are reading online. Um, send us any of the um, gender sales commercials that you've seen. Um, we are going to run more of these headlines show a little bit more this year in 2015. Um, we're going to become a little bit more newsy and informative, we hope. Uh, bringing yeah. some of this stuff out for uh, you guys to discuss, bringing up and introducing positive ways of having these conversations. So absolutely, send us your headlines. You've been listening to Game on Girl. You can find all our social media connections on our website, GameOnGirl.com. I'm the host, Rhonda Oglesby. I'm on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Goodreads. You can email me. <laughs> all that stuff's on there. <laughs> And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. And um, Hearthstone. I've been playing Hearthstone. Oh, yeah. I love Hearthstone. I forgot. I, I played it when it first came out for a while, and then it was actually part of the reason why I went back to WoW. And I just decided to boot it up the other night, and I'm like, oh, I love this. So anyway, I've been playing Hearthstone. If somebody wants to play me Hearthstone, hit me up. <laughs> so what do we got coming up, Rhonda? Anything fun? Um, yeah, some pretty fun stuff, actually. Um, I had no idea how many um, new shows might be coming out for the new year, and that's kind of exciting. Um, Parks and Recreation are going to be starting the, uh, their very last season this week. I know those fans will be, will be catching in, hanging on every breath. Yeah, absolutely. A new season of Face Off, which I'm a big fan of. Of course, I mentioned that. Oh, I love that show, yeah. yeah. It starts this week. Um there is a very interesting show that's going to be on FXX, which I won't get. I'll probably try to get it online, called Man Seeking Woman. Have you hmm. heard of this one? No, I haven't. Um, and let's see if I can butcher this guy's name. Um, Jay uh, Bar, Bar, Barichel. Thank you. Bar, Bar, Barichel. Yeah, he did the voice in um, like that. How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, mm. He was also oh. on The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um but he's he's sort of an anti-hero character, and in this show, uh, it's it's sort of a situational comedy where he's trying to find a girl, but it's got a serious sci-fi bent on it because he hmm. there's a lot of supernatural stuff. He has a date with a troll um, for a blind date. I mean, just uh. all kinds of really weird stuff. Go out and see the trailer. It's a lot of fun. And this, this has got a lot of potential and he's, he's, he's great for this. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and for the fans of the movie, 12 monkeys, sci-fi's, um, new show series yeah. is going to be starting. And I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure I can get on board with it without Bruce Willis. Yeah, I know. Some, some things are just yeah questionable. I don't we'll know. see. Um, yeah. black hat, 
comes out in theaters. Um, so does Spare Parts. Uh, Spare Parts, if anybody remembers the article in Wired Magazine a while back about the high school students who competed in the robotics competition, Mm -hmm. um, this is a movie about that. Uh, it'll be heartwarming and, and all of that good stuff. And Patrick Stewart has a movie coming out called, cool. called Match. And um, it's supposed to be an, a great um, character performance. I'm very excited about that. Um, and we just finished doing a live radio show. We did. During Christmas. And yes. I ran across another one that's coming up. Um the D.C. Public Library is going to be presenting a live reading of George Orwell's 1984. Cool. It's going to be on January 21st. That's a great book. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to run for like 10 hours or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a short thing. <laughs> Ours is only an hour, so. <laughs> um, but they are also going to record it, and you're going to be able to catch it on YouTube. But you also apply to be one of the readers. They're going to have nice. lots of different readers, and I thought that sounded like huge fun. Um, check cool. out dclibrary.org. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Game on Girl is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and through Podbean, uh, where you can subscribe to the RSS for the show. And we'd love to hear what you have to say about our conversations today and all of our episodes. And you can check us out at GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is blissfully and thankfully edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media. And uh, the theme song, Good Day by Triple Fox, is used under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on!